Hi, I'm Jago Wynn, and welcome to the HTC Daily Podcast. We as a church are meeting daily on Zoom to speak to God in prayer and to hear from God in the Bible. For those of you who can't join us live or who want to listen again, we're featuring the daily Bible thought, and we're also including how we're being encouraged to pray each day. Today, it's Robert Zhang. Good morning again, everyone, if you've just joined us. Today we're reading from 1 Peter chapter 3 verses 15 to 16 and this says But in your hearts revere Christ as Lord. Always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks you to give the reason for the hope that you have. But do this with gentleness and respect, keeping a clear conscience so that those who speak maliciously against your good behaviour in Christ may be ashamed of their slander. One of my favourite types of movies are Marvel superhero movies, characters like Iron Man, Captain America or Spider-Man. Now some of you here might be like me and share that same passion, but I'm sure there are quite a fair few here who probably think that's not their cup of tea and might prefer watching something more grounded in reality. But I've always been a fan of these Marvel comics since I was young, and if anyone asked me, I would happily take the time to explain to them why I think they're great and why there's more substance to them than being mindless action films, and why those who have prejudged them should give them a chance. Now, ultimately, whether you like them or not is not really important. You might have your own passion that you want to share with others, but how ready are you to be able to share why you are committed to and believe in Jesus Christ if someone were to ask you? Do you know why you have that hope in you? Well, in the verses here today that we've just read, Peter tells us that we should always be prepared to give an answer to everyone who asks us to explain the reason for the hope we have. And in verse 15, which I want to focus on particularly today, this is a popular Bible verse. And the common interpretation is that Christians need to know scripture inside out and to be able to answer every difficult question that someone might throw at them in order to defend the gospel. Now, while these things are good to do, this is probably not what Peter is getting at here in the context of this passage. So what is the context then? Well, if you've been following since the beginning of this study in 1 Peter, you'll remember that Peter is writing to Christians who are undergoing persecution and suffering for their faith. And in spite of their suffering, Peter urged his readers to follow Jesus' example, who never retaliated or committed a sin. So I actually spoke about this in a previous HTC Daily a couple of weeks ago, if you were here. But why were Peter's readers willing to follow and revere Jesus, even if it meant suffering and persecution? What was this great hope that these Christians were willing to suffer for? Well, back in 1 Peter chapter 1, verses 3 to 4, Peter explained the reason for his hope. And he said, and I'll read it quickly, he says, Praise be to the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ. In his great mercy, he has given us new birth into a living hope through the resurrection of Jesus Christ from the dead and into an inheritance that can never perish, spoil or fade. And I also spoke on this topic of living hope when we first began studying this letter. And it's worth knowing why we hold on to that hope so that we can be ready to explain it if someone were to ask. And when we're giving the reason for our hope, that involves then communicating with our words. 
Now, if you've been a Christian for a while, you might have heard the saying, preach the gospel at all times, and if necessary, use words. This is a quote often attributed to St. Francis of Assisi, and the idea behind it is that when people see our good deeds or our difference in attitude, that they'll wonder what makes us so special, and we can supposedly win these people over with our lifestyle without needing to actually preach the gospel itself or share the hope. But there's a couple of problems with this quote. First of all, St. Francis of Assisi didn't actually say this. The actual quote's much longer and far less tweetable. And he doesn't say that we should only use words when necessary to preach the gospel. All he says is that we should make sure that our deeds match our words. And the second problem is that if we think our lifestyle alone can point others to Jesus, well, there are many non-Christians out there in the world who are philanthropists or who may have joy or earthly hope. And if you ask them what makes them different, they're not going to say that it's because they have the hope of Christ in them. So our aim as Christians is not just to make a general impression about God, but to communicate a specific message about Jesus. How can someone know what the hope is that we have within us if we don't explain using our words? So we need to be ready then to explain with our words because people will have questions about Jesus. But sometimes when we want to answer these questions, we might forget about the second part of the verse where Peter tells his readers to do that with gentleness and respect. And nothing destroys a Christian witness more than being arrogant or condescending or trying to argue with a person, with a non-believer. Now, if you've been paying attention to either the church weekend away or the sermons Jago gave during Vision Sunday, there's been this constant theme of a boat and how we need Jesus to navigate us through the storms of life. While staying with this boat imagery, we can think of two different types of ocean vessels to help us to understand how responding with gentleness and respect can break through to a non-believer rather than engaging in heated arguments. Imagine a warship searching for enemy submarines. When the submarine spots the warship on its radar coming with all guns blazing, it dives below the surface of the water because the warship looks threatening. Now, when we're explaining the hope that we have in us, sometimes it's easy to become argumentative and confrontational and we want to prove that we are right and to show our knowledge and unfortunately this can cause those we're speaking to to also dive below the surface of communication and put up their defences and we can end up losing them but instead of approaching people like a warship if we came with gentleness and respect and we transformed ourselves into the equivalent of a luxury cruise liner the sailors on the submarine would see that the cruise ship is friendlier and less threatening and they would resurface. They might even wonder about the cruise ship's destination and contact us to find out where the ship is going and they might even want to come on board. By responding with gentleness and keeping a clear conscience, we can do the same thing for those we're witnessing to. Sometimes our emotions or our tone of voice can speak louder than our words and it can obscure our message, unfortunately. And we don't want to do that. We don't want to form barriers to others hearing the message. So as we draw to a close this morning, I want to encourage you then to be ready to share the hope that you have in you, just as you would with anything else in life that you're passionate about, but also to know the reason why you have that hope in you 
and to share it not only by your lifestyle or actions, but specifically by your words. Let us do so with gentleness and respect so that we have nothing that others can criticise us about. Let's spend some time now praying into some of these things. This morning we prayed that we would have the confidence to speak out and share the hope that we have within us with others, particularly in this time of bad news. We also prayed that God would bring others into our paths who would ask questions and that he would open the doors of opportunities. We prayed that we'll share our hope with gentleness and respect. And finally, we prayed for all those who came to or are coming to the various carol services this Christmas, that God would work in their lives and we'd have the opportunity to share our hope with them. So we pray all of these things in Jesus' name. Amen.